0: Good People, Cool Things is a podcast featuring conversations with entrepreneurs, writers, musicians, and other creatives. Get inspired by their stories to do your own cool thing. And here's your host, Joey Held. Welcome to Good People, Cool Things. Today's guest is a popular Instagram artist and yoga teacher, Allie Beckman, whose book, Be a Good Human, A Pollinator's Guide to a Better Life, just came out. Happy book launch, Allie. We'll be talking all about that. Allie is the creative mind behind the SoFly Taxidermy, not Softly Taxidermy, as we'll learn, but SoFly Taxidermy Instagram account, which illustrates the importance of pollinators. will offer a ton of great self-confidence, self-love, and things that really just make you feel good. She uses creatures that are donated, purchased, or found dead to create amusing cartoons. Ellie uses creatures that are donated, purchased, or found already dead to create amusing cartoons. She's ethically sourcing all of her insects here while highlighting the integral role that they have in our environment. So there's lots of good stuff to be found here between insects. They're not so bad. You don't have to run away in terror after seeing them. Importance of loving yourself, being confident, and loving others, too. Let's all just be kind to each other. It's literally what the book is basically called be a good human it's not so hard if you'd like to support good people cool things you can do so via the shop good dot slash shop lots of fun shirts hats hoodies mugs all that good stuff for your enjoyment and and really use i mean these are all things you'd use in your daily life mugs for coffee shirts for staying warm and, and clothed and not having to not wear a shirt while you're out and about lots of good stuff it's wonderful You'll enjoy it. I hope you do. But for now, here's the conversation with Allie. To start, i like to take a cliched question, which is give us your elevator pitch. But I also like to add a twist to it by having you tell us what kind of elevator we're on as you're giving this pitch.
1: Um, Well, I don't really take elevators because they're too confining. But um, let's see.
0: So we might be on stairs, then, is what you're saying. Yeah, no,
1: we're in this. We're on stairs. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well lit stairs. <laughs> uh, my my stair pitch. I would say that I take ethically sourced dead insects and draw around them, and I have for going on five years now.
0: So how? how I think the first question is probably how. Like, what inspired you? to do this. How did you even learn it was a thing?
1: Well, it's not a thing. (laughs) I made it a thing. And I made it a thing because at the time, I had drawn a few comics for this guy I was interested in. Of course, I was trying to impress someone. But uh, I came home one day, and I found two dead flies lying next to each other. And the thought of them having a conversation before they passed, I just couldn't get that out of my head. So I decided to pick them up and have them talk to each other on a piece of paper. And that was December of 2016. And I honestly, I've done it every single day since.
0: That's so wonderful. Too. Initial follow up questions one, what was the conversation they were having? And two, did it impress the guy?
1: <laughs> okay, first question Oh, you know how back in 2016 everybody was like, I could literally die right now.
0: <laughs> yes,
1: um, so it was something along the lines of that. I, uh, I have it somewhere, it's on Instagram somewhere, but um. I think it was just 2016 has been such a terrible year I could literally die right now and it was so funny to me that um a dead a dead thing would say that I don't know. <laughs> and then um I just started collecting dead bugs and it kind of took off from there. Um it didn't happen overnight like I said I've been doing this It's going on five. Well, in December, it'll be five years. Um, And then it did impress the guy, but not in the way that I wanted it to.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Can I ask what that means?
1: (laughs) Um, We're actually still really good friends. Um, And in the book, I thank him in my little Page where I can thank people, and he actually wrote a blurb for me too. So it's all in good fun. Uh, but we never romantically got together. We just remained friends.
0: Okay, okay. I guess that makes more sense. I don't know why I thought it was like he got very impressed and then just started killing bugs everywhere. And <laughs> like, let's do more of this. So that's no,
1: no. That surprisingly, was. he did not fall
0: in love with me after
1: <laughs> that, So it's all right.
0: Always good. Always good. And that's one of the key things is that you're not going out and killing these books. They're all ones that you have found or have been sent to you, it seems like in some cases or other methods. So how do you come across your collection?
1: Um. So I, if you start looking around, once you get it in your head that, Dead bugs are a thing, you'll see them everywhere. Um, When I started doing this, I lived in a really old house that was built in the 1800s. So it just had tons of dead insects all around, window seals, corners. And then, you know, if you let spiders live, they'll kill the insects for you. Um, And then recently I started working at an old hotel. And there's a chapel and I found, I made something the other day. It was a time flies piece and it was a clock and each for each number, it was the number of flies. So I had 73 flies and I found them all in this old chapel. So, I mean, I, I do search for them and um, entomologists have sent me their bugs after they're finished with their studies. I have beekeepers that send me their hives after they die. Um, so yeah, they're all ethically sourced.
0: And is there something that you're looking for specifically with them? Like more so, I guess, when you are finding them and, and not having them sent to you, but is there? Is it mostly just like they need to be largely intact or is there other uh, are there other qualities or attributes that you're looking for?
1: Oh no, just intact. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> I I will say um I don't I don't accept house cockroaches. Um I do have some hissing cockroaches, those were sent to me by an entomologist so they were very well taken care of. But I don't I don't accept cockroaches <laughs>
0: <laughs> that is fair <laughs> is there anyone that's i don't want to use the term bucket list but like one that you haven't worked with that you'd like to see like what's your what's your uh, moby dick i guess
1: well you know i think i've already got it i have a praying mantis that i think is three years old dead oh um And a woman sent it to me after she found it dead. And so I take very good care of my dead insects. (laughs) (laughs) They all have their own special place on my shelf. Um, And then someone sent me a sunset moth, which you should Google. It's just absolutely beautiful. Most people mistake it with a butterfly because of how gorgeous it is. And then someone from Arizona sent me a scorpion they found. So, I don't really have a bucket list for bugs. It's just whatever dies naturally and is sent my way.
0: Oh, sunset moths are really beautiful.
1: Yeah, they are gorgeous.
0: That color is so intense. And you mentioned how you take good care of these. So, what goes into that? Like, how do you keep them I mean, have you had this mantis for 3 years or or was it sent to you like somewhere along the way after it? No,
1: I've had it for 3 years. So, I have um I just get little boxes and put them in and when I handle them, I'm just very careful. I use tweezers and yeah, I'm just really careful, I guess, because I don't I get really sad when I accidentally crush a bug. <laughs> <laughs> It happens a lot with flies, but luckily, I have an abundance of dead flies right now.
0: That's good. It's good to have an excess, I think, than being. In, in,
1: <laughs> it in... is. It is.
0: And where do your ideas come from as far as you, you have had them have conversations, you had a clock? Just, it's, it's, <laughs> it's like such a nice variety of stuff that... I you know it seems like maybe there's there's a limit to it but I don't think you found it yet. Like
1: I yeah, I haven't found a limit and I think that's there are so many insects in this world and I don't know if I'll ever reach a limit to be honest.
0: Do you have an idea bank of things for, because I, I mean, I know as as creatives, like 365 days being creative all the time, it's kind of hard to pull off. So for those days where you're like, I don't know, I've got nothing. Do you have like a, a bank that you can pull from?
1: Honestly, I've kept every, so this is what I do. I take the insect, I place it on a piece of paper, and then I draw around it. And then I'll take the insect and put it back in its box. So I just have notebooks filled with drawings without the insects, of course. I mean, I I have shelves and shelves of notebooks. So if I'm ever feeling uninspired, I just go back and look at my old work and hope something pops up. Or also Gary Larson is a great inspiration for me too. So I'll just flip through his books, see if anything pops up.
0: Do you have a favorite Gary Larson cartoon or strip? I should say.
1: Um, it's the one uh... where the bugs are in church and um, Jesus is a squished bug on the sole of a shoe.
0: (laughs) That's probably my favorite one. (laughs) Very nice, very nice. I think it's always fun to get people to describe a comic strip (laughs) because it's (laughs) such a visual medium, but it's uh, well done, well done. And so like, like you had said at the beginning, this is not really a thing. Like this wasn't a thing and you made it a thing. Yeah. And you on Instagram are nearing or maybe have even surpassed since the last time I looked 200,000 followers, which.
1: No, I'm nearing. I haven't surpassed. I haven't surpassed. Maybe
0: by the time this airs, we're, we're future uh, enthusiastic here. So by the time people are listening to this, you'll be well surpassed, probably like 5 million by that point (laughs) at the rate you've been growing. So, like clearly there's an audience for this so how did you kind of I assume uh, kind of stumble into Instagram influencer life
1: um well I definitely wouldn't call myself an influencer but (laughs) and I do I no, nope (laughs) I tried to sell one product one time and I hated it I hate selling things to people um but anyways sorry that was a not well, now
0: honey. I need to hear what the product was. Oh, it was just honey.
1: It. it was just honey. And I don't know, people like, get your honey local, you know, don't, don't buy it. I, I don't think I can actually <laughs> do this, so never mind. okay. okay. <laughs> oh, buy your honey local. There are plenty of beekeepers around you, no matter where you are. I, there's even urban beekeeping, so there you go. Um, now I forget the question you asked, oh, how did I how did I get the following I have? Honestly, if you whatever you're doing, if you take it and you create something every day and you're consistent with that, it just will happen. I mean, I didn't get hundred I have 177 thousand followers, but that didn't happen overnight. It's been years in the making.
0: Yeah, I think that's people look at, at huge followings and they're like, oh, like they just got lucky or like they found the magic formula or whatever. And it's like, no, there is no right. magic yeah. formula.
1: It's just like creating, <laughs> putting it out there. And also, I will say, if your artwork or content is shareable, that definitely helps.
0: That is true. The long uh, pages of text that I see sometimes on Instagram. Via image form. I'm just like, that's mm, probably yeah. less uh, less likely to be sure. But yeah, all of yours, I think, is very easily accessible and super easy for people to get into. And I think this is a nice sort of added benefit to something that looks good is that a lot of these creations are promoting, you know, having confidence in yourself and self-love and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Why is that something that's important to you to promote?
1: Honestly, I mean, I'm still working on all of those things myself, but I've said it online before and my audience is mostly women between, oh, I think it's 18 or 19 to 34 and having I'm 34 right now. I'm almost 35. I'm so excited, but (laughs) um (laughs) Having worked on myself all of these years, I just know that women sometimes feel alone. And if they are able to relate to somebody, then it makes them, I mean, it's pretty simple. It just makes them feel less alone in their journey.
0: And your book, Be a Good Human, A Pollinator's Guide to a Better Life, which is out right now. It just came out. Congratulations on the launch. Fantastic so stuff all around. And another big component of the book is promoting the importance of insects in our ecosystem. And like you say, everything's ethically sourced. So how do you promote that through the book and through your posts?
1: Honestly, I think it's just bringing awareness to insects. I have people tell me all the time that they... uh See an insect now and they don't harm it because they think of me. (laughs) Um, But yeah, it's just promoting awareness. I mean, I'm not an entomologist. I'm not, I'm only self taught on insects. So I, there is so much information that I still need to learn and I'll never learn at all. But I think just, yeah, giving them a cute side helps people kind of like them more
0: yeah I think it it definitely helps because I mean I don't think I've ever been grossed out by insects but I know a lot of people are and I have been summoned away from a room I was in to come kill a spider or something and I'm like no just like put it on a piece of paper and let it get back outside like it's not (laughs) we don't need to be getting my you know getting a, a flip-flop out or something and trying to smash these bugs like they're not doing anything to you but that's another that's a story for <laughs> for another day is people <laughs> using my flip-flops with <laughs> reckless <laughs> abandon just all over the place right. but what has surprised you about running this platform you've been doing it like you said for four and a half coming up on five years and certainly it's evolved since your very first post but like You've kept it going for, I think, longer than a lot of people stick with Instagram accounts or stick with this kind of platform. So like, what surprised you over the years?
1: Um, I would say I surprised myself by sticking with something. (laughs) It's the longest relationship I've ever had. (laughs) This was so fly taxidermy. Um, what surprised me? I honestly am surprised that so many people actually like it.
0: What's the best compliment you've gotten? I guess people saying they, they don't want to harm bugs now and they, they think of you when they see a bug is probably pretty good. But has there been any other one where you're like, oh, that's so nice?
1: Um, Honestly, I receive messages every day um, that are so kind and I'm just so grateful because the thing is, is that when I created this, I was just dead set. on not trying to get followers. Um, that was never my intention. It was just always to share. And so I've created this platform where I've never, you know, like hashtag, I don't even really know how to do that, but I've never hashtag things. I've never pushed it on people. And so People just genuinely want to be there, I guess you could say, and they genuinely want to share my work. So I have, yeah, messages every day sending me love and it's pretty awesome. I can't pick out just
0: one message.
1: I would have to say all of them. (laughs) (laughs)
0: All of them combined into one long note. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Perfect. Perfect. And in quarantine life, I've, I've enjoyed asking a lot of people about their quarantine hobbies. So we certainly want to touch on that. But has social distancing and, and the pandemic really affected how you collect your work? Or I, it seems like it probably wouldn't, wouldn't have that much of an impact on it. But have you had to maybe go to, to different places? Or has it largely kind of been business as usual?
1: Um, as far as my artwork goes, it's been business as usual. Like I said, um, they are I keep the bugs. So, I mean, I have an abundance of flies and butterflies and bees and stick bugs and arachnids. So anytime I want to create something, it's readily available. I will say though, looking back on the past year, there have been been some ups and downs and I'm pretty transparent on my page. So there was a point in, I don't even remember what month it was, but a couple months into quarantine, um, the post got pretty depressing, if you will. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but yeah, business as usual.
0: Lovely. I wasn't, I, I was laughing more at your, if you will, than the depressing posts. Cause I think we all had our ups and downs. And if you talk to someone who was like, yeah, I had a great quarantine. Like, I don't know, I don't know if I trust them any further than I can throw. <laughs> right? so, Something's
1: yeah, wrong with them. If they had a great quarantine. Yeah.
0: Although uh, of course there, there are the hobbies that got started. I certainly had a couple of things that I probably wouldn't have done if I wasn't, sitting around at home all the time. So did you have any quarantine hobbies or anything that quarantine life kind of made possible?
1: Um I honestly the biggest thing for me was my the relationship I have with my dog got infinitely better. Um I <laughs> her name Can I talk about my dog? Of course, yes. <laughs> Her name is Georgie, and I got her as a puppy. She just turned two in January, and I should not have gotten a puppy. <laughs> <laughs> but I did, and I spent, oh my gosh, I don't even know how many thousands of dollars and probably over a hundred hours just training her. And she turned two in January this past January, like I said. And she has become, I'm so glad I put all of that work into her because she is honestly my best friend and we have grown so close because I live alone and she's the only physical contact I have made (laughs) in the past year. So uh, yeah, I would say my biggest hobby is just like making her happy. We go on hikes, we go walking, you know, all that good stuff. I tried to teach her yoga. I'm a yoga teacher, too. And I tried to teach her yoga, but that didn't work out very well.
0: I mean, she probably knows Downward Dog, right?
1: Well, she'll only do it if she gets a treat. So I need to, I need to revisit Downward Dog because that would be super cool. If she could just do that on command and she could, it's me, it's not her. She's an Australian shepherd mix. So she's incredibly smart. So it's just me figuring out how to get her to do it without a treat.
0: Yeah. It's, it's tough. I, I adopted a second dog just before the start of the pandemic. So he doesn't know life really outside of someone being at home all the time. Right. Anytime I, he is left alone for, you know, well, or out running errands or something like he's he's freaking out he doesn't know what's up and he he knows uh sit shake and then other paw which is he uses his left paw to shake nice. and he, trying to trying to teach him lay down still kind of tbd on that also yeah needs a treat to make it happen but comparatively to my first dog who she is 10 years old and uh was adopted older she was three um when she when she joined the household so she is oh. uh an old dog that will not learn any tricks and <laughs> very very much uh, to the saying you can't teach an old dog at least a uh, chihuahua dachshund mix new tricks
1: oh my goodness <laughs> that sounds adorable
0: yes she's very cute and then the other one is a dachshund and jack russell terrier mix and he cool is the handsome ones we will yeah we will exchange dog photos after this yes, and perhaps please. even in the show notes we'll just put some dog photos because who
1: <laughs> who doesn't
0: enjoy that and then my follow-up because your dog's name is georgie are you familiar with the song georgie girl by the seekers
1: i am i didn't originally i didn't name her that for any reason other than I just like the name Georgie. She also goes by George and Sugar. So oh, it just nice. depends on how I'm feeling.
0: <laughs> so you've really got lots of different songs. You could play Sugar Sugar by the Archies. You could play Sugar by Maroon 5.
1: <laughs> George of the
0: Jungle even. I don't know if she's been in No Jungle. she got, <laughs> got a whole playlist.
1: Yeah, I should make her a playlist. Good idea.
0: Excellent. I've added homework. That's my goal, (laughs) is to give people to-dos when they they leave the podcast recording. They're like, well, now I got to do something. Right. Magical. Well, towards the end of these episodes, I always like to ask for a top three, and I usually like to ask you for your top three so that I don't have to think of anything too creative.
1: (laughs) Um, My top three things, well, I guess I won't say Georgie because I already mentioned her, but... She's always my number one. Um, Limoncello LaCroix. Have you had that yet? No. Okay. That's one of my top things that I have learned to love in quarantine. Um, Okay. It it tastes, do you like LaCroix sparkling water?
0: Okay. Here's my, here's my LaCroix take. I, I did not for the longest time. I did not like LaCroix. Every time I had it, I was like, ugh, gross. And then (laughs) I got a job at an office that loved LaCroix. And we would always have our fridges stocked with LaCroix. I still don't really like LaCroix, but I like the lemon-lime one in the green pan. I will will drink that one even multiple times a day. Uh, But I haven't had LaCroix since we left the office. Um, okay. Like a year so ago. A while. So it's yeah. not like an impulse purchase. I will say I'm going to give a shout out to a local Austin spot that I believe ships at least somewhat nationally, maybe, uh, that they're called Big Swig Sparkling Water and they have weird flavors and similar to LaCroix. I really only like one or two of their flavors, but they have one that's a party pickle flavor and it tastes like pickle Ew. juice.
1: It sounds <laughs> so bad.
0: It sounds so bad, but it's so good. It's like shockingly refreshing considering oh. it's like pickle juice, but uh, just, it's, it, it, yeah, it makes me, it makes me smile that people are getting real creative with their sparkling water. Right. But I've well, heard about limoncello.
1: Okay. Limoncello is awesome. And I drink them all the time. Um, I will have to Google big swig sparkling water and see if it's available anywhere near me. Cause I'm always down to try new flavors, even if it is pickled. <laughs> um, and then my second favorite thing is, have you watched house hunters, comedians on couches? no. Okay, so it's House Hunters. I mean, it's self-explanatory. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's Dan Levy. I think I'm pronouncing his name right. It's not
0: Dan Levy from Schitt's Creek, but um, there's a, another one. Oh, it's a different Dan Levy. Yeah. Okay, because because Dan I Levy's been everywhere.
1: I'm gonna sound like <laughs> such an asshole if I pronounced his name wrong. Um, it's actually but...
0: Don. <laughs>
1: <laughs> or <No, my man. laughs> levy I don't know. Anyways, um, I think it's right. It's spelled the same way, but it's not the one from schitt's Creek. He's also a comedian um and writer, and he's fantastic. Uh and Natasha Legaro, is that how I'm is do you know who I'm talking about?
0: Yes. Yes, okay. I do. I also I... don't know how to pronounce her name though. <laughs> so okay, let's, well let's assume it's correct.
1: Okay, we'll just assume it's correct. Anyways, they host this show on discovery plus where they sit down with another comedian and just chat about the house hunters episode and that's that's it
0: <laughs> is it while is it like while the episode is playing or is it like they play the house hunters episode and then it's after the fact no no no. no.
1: Or... it's while it's playing okay. so um you know they have people on like seth rogan and ali wong so it it's not just it's big names who are on the show. Okay.
0: okay. Highly I like recommend. The sound of that, yeah.
1: They have an un, like a I think a family friendly version and then a not family friendly version. So dealer's choice.
0: <laughs> is the family friendly version censored or do they just have different is it like different segments because it's the, different. Okay. Okay. It's yeah. like the I, Oh, I'm blanking on the name now. There was something I used to go to, some like comedy show where they'd have the seven o'clock, like everyone's welcome here, and then the nine thirty, they're like, "Oh, we're very drunk by this point, so it's gonna it's gonna go real off the rails."
1: Right. We have a comedy club in town too. Oh wow, I missed that place. Um, sorry. Anyways, <laughs> they do the same thing. Well, I don't think you have to be 21 to enter. So, but the earlier shows are definitely less rowdy.
0: Yeah, I think that's just too, like your brain is still kind of functioning at this point. (laughs) Whereas uh, wait wait till closer to midnight and then uh, all bets are off.
1: Right? Okay, what's my third favorite thing? Oh, shoot. I mean, I get outside a lot. So I would have to say, exploring new trails because there aren't people out there and you don't have to wear a mask.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Are you a power walker when you're exploring these trails or are you like real chill and laid back?
1: I'm pretty chill and laid back. Um, It's one of the reasons why I got Georgie in the first place is so I could have somebody to go with something to go with. Um, So she's trained off leash. So I mostly just spend the whole time watching her. Running around smelling stuff. <laughs> yeah. Being outside. That's my third favorite thing.
0: Lovely. It is really enjoyable just to watch a dog exploring. Yeah. Like there's something about it. It's just so so pure. It is so pure. So okay. pure. My dog almost uh like overheated himself to the point of passing out today. That was very exciting. He was
1: Oh no. very
0: pant heavy, pant heavy, panting a lot <laughs> yeah. and uh drinking water and just slobbering it everywhere. It was Aww. very cute, also very alarming cuz I'm like you've never been this <laughs> this like exhausted before. Yeah. Rough life in sure Rough. Like a dog. Well, <laughs> Ali, you're almost off the hook, but if people want to learn more about you, if they want to see your work, they want to pick up a copy of Be a Good Human, where can they find you?
1: Well, they can find me. Um, I suggest bookshop.org because they give back to local bookstores if you want to buy online. Um, that's, That's my number one place that I would suggest for all of your book needs yes
0: love bookshop and you can i don't think i've actually done this but you can choose the bookstore you want to support right with bookshop um i'm
1: not sure either i've never done that i was yeah i've never done that either
0: yeah i always just have it go to the the fund i'm like there's so many good ones i can't choose
1: right and yeah exactly they know they know best
0: Lovely, lovely. And if people are on the gram and they're sick of, like, you know, seeing half-eaten candy bars or uh, your your latest pasta primavera dish that whatever <laughs> chef you follow has made, where can they find you?
1: You can find me at so Fly Taxidermy, often mistaked as softly taxidermy, <laughs> but... I thought it was so brilliant when I came up with the name because you know how oh that's so fly like so cool, but also I use flies.
0: I think and... yeah, I think it's a great, I think it's a great <laughs> wordplay. But I also enjoy softly taxidermy and really want to know. But what it's not softly
1: yeah. taxidermy. I don't know if that's a handle or not. Go to so fly taxidermy.
0: So fly taxidermy, fantastic! Well, Allie, thank you so much for hopping on. I thought this was wonderful, and for everyone listening, definitely do go check out So Fly Taxidermy because it's it is like super cool. And again, a thing that wasn't really a thing, and you made it a thing, and that's awesome.
1: Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it.
0: Absolutely, and of course, we're going to end with a corny joke, as we always do, and it's even insect themed. Okay. What type of bee can't make up its mind? A maybe. <laughs> good after that, people. That was
1: good.
0: Good People, Cool Things is produced in Austin, Texas. If you were a fan of this episode, go ahead and hit that follow button. That helps more people hear the show. As always, you can send me a message, joey at goodpeoplecoolthings.com. Thank you to all of the guests who have been on Good People, Cool Things. You can check out all the old episodes via goodpeoplecoolthings.com. As always, thank you for listening and have a wonderful day.